0: Welcome back to the Eight Men Podcast. I am uh, extremely excited for our guest today. He is Alan Richson. Alan is a husband, a father to three boys, a writer, director, and he's starring in the new series on Amazon Prime, Reacher. Also, one of my favorite things that Alan does is Insta Church on his Instagram. So welcome, Alan Richson, to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for
1: having me, man. Nice to be here.
0: Man, I'm so—you you, are—it was funny. So when I, when I was making this, like, my, my, my guest list a few months ago, you were— like one of my top, like who, Oh yeah! like who, who could have in the podcast? And you were at the top of like dream guests. And I actually never thought that it would happen. So I'm, I'm really excited to have our conversation today.
1: Yeah. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. I like what you're doing.
0: Thank you, man. That really means a lot. So you are starring in Lee Childs, Jack Reacher, where you put on 30 pounds in eight months, which is no easy task. Um, can you take us through that? What, what that training was like compared to some of the workouts that you've done in the past?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely not an easy task, but not impossible for those looking on uh, contrary to popular belief. Um, you know, my, my yeah, I, I had a good baseline because, I, you know, for the last 20 years, I've been doing pretty much the same thing. Um, when I was 17 and a half, maybe um, uh, going into my senior year of high school, I was a very late bloomer. Um, and I, I sort of decided, you know, when I couldn't wait for puberty anymore, I was like, I'm going to start putting muscle on somehow. And so I started working out, I would run to you, you're from Niceville. Yeah. The little practice field across the street from the high school, I would run to the practice field, Oh yeah. Uh, where the monkey bars are. And I would do push ups, pull-ups, dips, and sit-ups. And, uh, and I did that every day for a year without missing till I, I cut my hand pretty bad one, one day. But, um. Uh, you know, I was so consistent. I was, I, and I, I've kind of always been consistent. So I've done this aggressive body weight workout with high reps, you know, where I'd get up to doing, you know, uh, 25 pull-ups at a time, you know, I mean, I was just, it, it was high volume and, um, and it did a lot for me, you know, so 20 years I've been doing basically that and some cardio and I've held, uh, you know, I felt uh, a decent size at 205, um, 6'3", uh, but this is the first time I got a call. To put on weight <laughs> so i uh so i you know i i, I needed to, to get a little more aggressive so I, I built a gym in my house and uh it's hard to miss a day when it's staring you in the face when you come down for cheerios in the morning you know oh, um, sure. but uh but i just i just decided to go five days a week and uh you know, I, I learned a lot in the process because it, you know i i also did a little bit of damage going as aggressively as i did knowing like i have this You know, my, my, my livelihood depends on my size for this role, you know, and the process that we went through for Reacher, it was all through the pandemic. So I never met any of the producers, anybody face-to-face, it was all over Zoom. So they would like have me send pictures of me next to like tape measures and full body shot, you know, like they wanted to make sure I was really as big as I said I was. And, uh, I didn't want to show up and then be like, still not big enough. Who is this guy? You know? So I was working out really aggressively. And I was loading up as much as I could every day, five days a week. And I just started like tearing things in the shoulder and, you know, getting injured and the back went out. And, um, uh, so, you know, I, I so I put the weight on, but, uh, you know, I, I, needed to learn how to work in a way that's, you know, supported longevity. Um, and so I, I, I started looking into hypertrophy and, and, uh, more high volume workouts that, you know, that support, you know, the way that our mechanics are meant to load, you know? And, um, and so now I've sort of found a nice formula that works for me where I, I do use weights all the time. I'm keeping the weight on, I'm at 235 now and I'm maintaining there comfortably, but doing it in a way where I'm not getting hurt every other day. So, um, so the transition for me was really going from, um, you know, from those, those body weight workouts to the gym um, and, uh, and just hitting that consistently five days a week.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you enjoy going from that body weight, more workouts to, to train that hard in the gym?
1: I mean, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something nice about feeling like your strength is increasing because, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think we sort of assumed that, you know, s- strength and hypertrophy or muscle growth, uh, sort of go hand in hand, but you know, with the kind of training that I was doing, I would get, I would get the muscle growth that I, that I wanted. Um, but, there's a difference between like endurance and strength, you know? So like the fact that I could bust out like 38 pull-ups at, you know, whenever I felt like it was, it's one kind of strength, but, you know, pushing like, you know, 400 pound bench press is a whole different kind of strength. And I, I've never really been interested in that. I feel like that's more like a, an ego boost talking point, you know, like how much yeah. you bench bro. Yeah. Um, you know, so I wanted to stay fit and just know that I, I, I could, you know, I could handle anything, but, um, so switching to weights was a little tough because it was, it was humbling. You know, I, I, I you know, I couldn't, I couldn't move as much as I, f- I felt like I should be able to for my size, you know? So, um, you know, which, which of course I mean, I'm super competitive. So I just took that as a challenge to like move it anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so it was it was tough transitioning um cuz I'm just I just wasn't really used to doing that kind of stuff full time.
0: Yeah. Was the was was the physical try to was the physical side of training harder or the nutritional side?
1: I mean, you know, probably the nutritional side for the for reasons you wouldn't guess, which is, you know, I just don't have the discipline there, you know. I can get myself in the gym. I can get myself through a workout. That's no problem getting myself to not eat an entire batch of cookie dough. That's a whole yeah, different challenge whole that, different that I'm not, game. <laughs> you know, I'm not up for that task. Um, so it's harder in that sense where I just, I've always lacked the discipline cause I just love food. Um, I love to eat and you know, and I've, I've got a super high metabolism, so it's genetics, but, Um, but I also run a lot. So I kind of, I used to look at it like I'd punish myself, you know, like I'd eat whatever I wanted. Next day I'm like, you little, like you're going to, now you got to pay the price, you know? And I'd be huffing through a run, um, feeling like I just had to beat that out of me. But, um, you know, I see it a little differently now, but, uh, you know, I, I, would, I would sort of run it off, you know? Um, uh, but you know, the thing, you know, the other thing too, about putting on size is, you know, you're bulking, so you can get away with a little calorie surplus. So it was, it was not a strict diet.
0: I can, I I can only imagine how much food you're having to eat to put on, to put on that much weight. That's just, that's, that's remarkable.
1: Yeah. At some point, you know, I had to get a, I had to get a nutritionist near the end of production because I was, my body was so broken down and I didn't know what was going on, but there was like major problems. Like my body was failing, you know, I was getting, uh, muscle spasms, like constantly like full body Charlie horses were like entire sides of my body would seize up and it was like very painful and I just hope it would go away. I was like drinking cranberry juice and eating like spoonfuls of salt. Like, I don't, I didn't know taking potassium pills. Like I didn't know what it was and none of it was helping. Um, so I got a nutritionist and he's like, Oh, you know, we just need to, whatever, focus on your macros and, uh, you know, uh, up your, you know, your, your vegetables and protein. It was just, you know, he just gave me basically like a basic diet with 4,500 calories and, uh, and it still didn't really do anything. So, um, I was eating a lot. I was eating a lot. It was a full-time job to eat, but um, you know, in like 230 grams of protein a day, you know, you got to get creative. Yeah. You got um, to get it down. Yeah, you got to get it down. But uh, but yeah, it didn't. Uh, it was yeah, it was interesting. I I I thought that would kind of be a magic bullet if I got strict and had a nutritionist. It it still didn't help the issues I was facing, which was which was due to a medicine I was taking and uh, NSAID.
0: Yeah, and you've kind of you've kind of hinted at it a little bit, but some nights during filming, like you know, you were getting three hours of sleep and you ended up having actually having, having to have shoulder surgery um, because, right, of, yeah. because of an injury. What, what kept you going after that?
1: After the sur- uh, shoulder surgery?
0: Yeah, like just after, after like the physical toll that, you know, that not only even the physical side, but I mean, even preparing for the role with, you know, the scripts and, and being away from your family and doing all those things, like what what kept you going when you had a setback like that?
1: I mean, you know, I like, you know, for better or worse, um, I've got a pretty incredible motivator. um, Whereas, you know, know, the entire show that I'm on rests on my shoulders in a lot of ways. Like if I let the show down, if I don't meet these goals, if I'm not where I need to be mentally, physically, if I'm not prepared, you know, if I'm not on those pages and like knowing exactly what these scripts uh, are saying every day, you know, I'm letting down like hundreds of people, you know, and and like they're they're working right right behind the camera. So it's, um, you know, this is my job. I'm, I'm incentivized to to be fit in a lot of ways, you know, kind of at all times, um, camera ready. So, you know, a lot of people don't have that motivator, right? What what motivates people to get up and and you know slog to the gym and, and get a workout in when they don't have a livelihood that depends on it you know it's it's harder for most people I, I mean to be honest you know i've got a good excuse to to get up in the, in the morning and get this kind of work done um and focus on myself you know but um it was the pressure it was the pressure of this show you know wanting to wanting to uh to do my job well you know um And, you know, and then getting through it, um, it was sort of like, as I inched closer to the finish line, it was like a countdown, like three more weeks, you know, we're going to wrap in two weeks, one week, like I'm almost there, you know? And then I sort of fall, fall across the finish line and, um, and, and I head home and start sort of really assessing what's going on. I see some doctors and, you know, we get some x-rays and MRIs and we find out there's like major damage. And so I got, I got some surgery and that was, it was the right time for me to slow down and take a beat and, um, you know, give myself four or five weeks to really rest and recover. And that was what I needed. You know, I really just needed a, a little break. And, um, and then I, and then I jumped back in and I'm, you know, I feel better than ever now. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. As a, as an actor, because, I mean, I've, I I watched the show over the weekend and it's Amazon's biggest show. It's the it's the fastest show on Amazon to renew a second season. I think you said Friday to Monday, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, the, you know, the uh, the viewership has been incredible. The support by the fans has been, uh, it's kind of unparalleled. So yeah, um, you know, in, in just 24 hours, I think it was one of the top five most watched shows of all time on Amazon. Like just- That's awesome. Just incredible, yeah. Yeah.
0: So when you found out, when you found out that you got that role, like what, what's that? Cause I, I've, I heard the story when you, I think you said your wife was napping and then you went in there yeah. <laughs> and, and she thought that something happened to one of your children, but what did, what did, what did getting get? What did getting that role mean to you?
1: Yeah. For those that don't know, that was a, uh, you know, I'm uh, as you can probably tell, I'm not anybody who's short for words. Most of the time, um, uh, I, I was speechless when I, I finally got that call. It had been, it had been you know, maybe, maybe a year. And, and there was a moment in the very beginning where, where I was passed on for the role. Everybody was, it just, you know, what the sides we had to work with or whatever, the timing just wasn't right. Um, and I got a second chance and, and, and then it happened, you know, months later, but, um, it was a long drawn out process. It was very competitive. And, and, um, you know, I had fallen in love with the books by the time we got to that point and really wanted it. And uh, when I, when I got the call, I was, I was up at my cabin in Georgia with my wife and kids and they were outside playing and I was on the phone outside and I walked in and I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I couldn't, I was just uh, like staring at my wife and she thought something bad had happened to the kids and I couldn't get it out. It's she's freaking out. And then she puts it together and she's like, you got it uh you know and we jump around but um uh but you know it means a lot you know this is this is something that's important to you know a lot of people around the world and um and i think there's value in helping people you know escape for a moment to you know to to uh to another world you know um uh, the, you know it's it's important to have some entertainment in our lives especially this day and age and you know, to be a part of something so many people are already aware of is, uh, it's great, you know, as, as, as an actor, um, it's kind of something you always hope for. There's a lot of shows out there. There's a lot of, of product being made, you know, so, um, it's always fun to be a part of something that's already got some recognition to it.
0: Yeah. And you, I mean, you really are, like you said, you're six, two thirty-five. So you're, you're really like the perfect fit to actually play the character. Cl- yeah. Well, close enough, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but So really, I mean, you know, like you said, you're, you're such an inspiration to, to me and a lot of people, even just because, you know, you love to work out, you love to train physically, but not only that, you, you're a believer and even being in a, being a believer in in a place like Hollywood, um, you know, I'm sure has the turtles, but so we know that we know how you put on 30 pounds and, and you, uh, you changed up your training regimen, but, um, you know, how do you, how do you consistently train in your faith? You know, you, you talk about training five days a week in the gym and, you know, what, 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 what has been that journey like for you, walking out your faith?
1: You know, it's been an interesting one. Um, I've found, you know, if, I, if I've discovered anything about how God wants to walk with us, it's that he will always surprise someone looking for him and the fact that he, he's willing to meet us where we are. I mean, you know, it's in my darkest hours, in my, you know, the most tumultuous uh, storms, the places where I felt like I'm so far from God right now, like there's no chance uh, I can find my way back. It's in those moments that you realize he's right there. And, you know, it's, I think that's what's really taken me aback, like through my, you know, process, I, I, I had my journey, I had a like an early midlife crisis where I just fell apart, and um, and I really struggled to f- you know figure out who I was and what I wanted, and um, it was it was hard. And you know I wasn't I didn't I wasn't like I, I was not in a, a close relationship with God, and so it, it, there there was this crossroads where it was like either either I I, I, I give up and I can't I, I can't I'm not going to be able to figure this out on my own anymore, and I'm I'm out of here or uh, I find a real reason to live, and the, you know, I knew the only purpose was, uh, you know, to delight in God and to, you know, to serve others. I just I wasn't willing to submit to that yet. You know, I wasn't willing to give up all the trophies and weapons I held in my hands that I clutched so tightly to say, like, this is my life, and I'm going to do what I want to do with it. Um, and God beat me into submission, <laughs> and I finally relented. And I, even though it wasn't an overnight transition, like me stabilizing and, you know, I, like I didn't get into church up and running the next day, like I was still really conflicted and I was struggling with a lot of like past anger, rage, shame, like all the things that we all deal with, you know, but I hadn't worked through it yet, but I, I, I committed to never going to sleep without reading scripture and praying. Never. Mm-hmm. I don't care where I. I mean, if I if I if I was. I mean, the worst day, like I was still on my knees, no matter what. Um, and I think that's really when the when the transformation happened for me, was realizing that like God is willing to meet us there. He's like, is he is he surprised by who we are, what we've done? I mean, is he like? Certainly, like, you know, we understand that God can't look on sin, but, you know, but there's this access through Christ that we, we have an opportunity uh, to, to, to have access to the throne again. And we need to embrace that, you know, and say, like, even though I'm a sinner, like this gives us access to have this conversation with God and he's willing to meet us in that place and and shepherd us through that. And, um, you know, it's really transformational for me to to commit to that. and And over time... I could see that the ship course correcting, you know, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, and now our relationship has really changed from this rather violent one, um, where there's a lot of fist shaking, fist waving and, and shouting to, uh, to one where I, I, you know, I've, um, I really do live to, you know, to try and, 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 and delight in the Lord and to live in a way that he delights in me, you know, and, um, you know, he, he's continuing to shape me in that direction, but it was that commitment to prayer and scripture every day.
0: Yeah. So did, was that, was that, was that relationship birth out of, out of your midlife crisis that you kind of talked about?
1: Um, you know, I know my, you know, I was raised in a Catholic home, very strict, conservative Catholic home. And, um, you know. Uh, you know, I was involved with church growing up my whole life. I mean, and there were definitely, like, you know, fits and starts. Um, yeah. But, you know, H- Hollywood is a funny way of shaking that out of you, you know? Yeah. Um, of making you question whether or not, you know, we're, you know, sincere in what we believe or if what we believe is even real or plausible, you know? Like it really you to, it challenges you to decide who you are and what you believe. And, uh, I had a hard time with that. Um, so it was, um, it was sort of this death spiral of like, you know, you know, you know, me, me, me fighting what, where I, I knew I was being called to be, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so in a way it was, it was, uh, it was my second chance. It was my sort of rebirth, but, um, but I, you know, I grew up with like a knowledge of, um, you know, the church and of, uh, somewhat of scripture and of God.
0: Yeah. Well something that I love about your insta churches is well one, just how I feel like they're super relatable you know you don't like everything that 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 you talk on I, I love how you always point it back to scripture because it's not it's not your opinion it's 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 what mm. it's what the word says so i love I love how every time you you bring up a point and you talk about Jesus and God, you always say, well scripture says I think that's I think that's something that's super awesome and i love I, I love how you always talk about the fruit because I think I think that's something that we don't talk about as much. It's just right. like it says that you know, like good fruit. Um, like a, a bad tree can't bear good fruit, and a, and a good tree can't be, can't bear bad fruit. And that doesn't right. mean that there aren't you know branches that aren't as you know as blooming as others. But I think that's what sanctification looks like. It's it's over a period of time. You know, if you if you continue bearing good fruit, then that it's, you're really attached to the vine. And right. Um, you know, God is the vine dresser. And Jesus says um, in John fifteen five, i I'm the vine. You are the branches apart from me. You can do nothing. But it's that idea that like, as a believer, you know, you, the works of our life, if, if you want to call it that, it's, 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 by looking at the fruit of our life. And I love how, I love how you always talk about, you know, as, as believers and as Christians, how, as we're, we're, we're supposed to bear, we're supposed to, we're supposed to bear fruit. And that's how, you, that's how you see how our lives are going. It's, it's when you look around and you see, you see us producing the good fruit.
1: Right. I mean, but look, like we live in like really volatile times where uh, we're divided, you know, and uh, we are in many ways a product of the media we consume or, um, you know, the, you know, I mean, just look at some of the, you know, the, 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 the leaks of like Facebook and its algorithms and how it, it's able to warp and shape our, uh, you know, our societies. I mean, we, you know, without being very uh, conscientious about what's uh, what you know what's what's going in um we have a tendency of becoming you know rather uh vitriolic towards one another and uh you know i think i think christians especially are easy to point to when um when when we become anything but um those you know those fruit bears you know so i just I, i see a so much division between us and so much responsibility on the church to really be salt and light, you know? So I think a solution is really to remind ourselves constantly of what that fruit looks like. I mean, and when we do, um, and we see those difficult definitions of love that Paul gives us, you know, know, patient, kind, you know, does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, does not dishonor others, is not self-seeking, is not easily angered, keeps no record of wrong, does not delight in evil. I mean, it's the, it's an impossible definition to, to adhere to. I mean, it's impossible. The calling is, you know, it is not without divine help that we can't arrive at that place, but it's what we're called to. And when we don't look like that, at least within the church, I think that looking outside the church and criticizing or judging anybody outside the church is prohibited in my opinion. But when we look in, you know, when we look at the church and the church is broad uh, this day and age, uh, a lot of people that uh, confess to be believers that just don't look like that definition of love that don't look like, uh, you know, the, the, those trees that bear good fruit, you know, which we talked about in Galatians 5.22. Um, it's just, we have to remind ourselves of what that really looks like and, and take inventory and continue to check in with ourselves as a community and say like, is this what we look like or has something else sort of gotten inside and started to weave its way in and turn us into something that, um, is, you know, rather violent, you know, uh, whether that be emotional, uh, emotionally or metaphorically. But I just think we can't remind ourselves enough as a church of what we're really called to.
0: I think even you can you can even look at that idea of like, as believers, we bear good fruit. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're bearing good fruit because I, I don't want to say you're good, but I feel like over time, like the idea of sanctification, like it comes through conviction and through repentance. And over time, like, over time, like, that's how good fruit is being birthed is because you realize that you need to repent and you realize that that's what Jesus did on the cross is because we're all sinners and we've all fallen short and we needed a savior. So good fruit is not like necessarily I do these good, good works or these good things, but it's like over time, the fruit of my life, it produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And that comes from, like you said, in Galatians five twenty two, but even before that in Galatians five nineteen it lists the acts of the sinful nature. So it talks about all, this, all, all, this, all all the sinful stuff. And really, when you put the two and two together, like the, the opposite of what happens in 519 is what happens in 522. So like the good fruit comes because you recognize like you, you recognize
1: the bad fruit. And it says that he prunes the bad fruit. We really, yeah, we recognize who we actually are. I mean, I think that's, I mean, what, you know, we have to confront, in in the most honest, uh, brutally honest way, w- the fact that 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 is really defining who we are, you know, and sort of by by nature, by virtue of what we are as human beings. W- that's who we are, you know, and uh, to hope for more, to repent of that and hope for more is the, the great work of our lives. Right. But um, I mean, I think that's what it was for me is sort of like admitting that I wasn't God, that I was quite the opposite that I would never be, that I could never be good or kind or anything on my own, that I was desperately in need of a savior. I mean, and that's really, yeah. And then, and then repentance follows and that's where the growth begins. But, um, you're absolutely right. Like recognizing that sin, isn't just, we like to separate ourselves from that and say like, that's this, you know, sort of, that's something for like certain categories of people. It's not really me. Maybe I'm one of those uh, you know, but then we like to attribute, you know, when you look at Galatians 5.22, those fruits, it's it's spoken of in a way where in context, it's talking about how the, the completion of Christ's work is that our tr- our trees will bear all of those fruits. Mm-hmm. That's the real miracle here is that we can be, a tr- we're not just apple trees. There's not just going to be oranges hanging off our branches. It's all the fruit. Uh, you know, th- th- that's the miracle of what, what Christ can really do in us but the same thing is true for the sinful mm-hmm. side right we like to point fingers and go like that that's for them over there <laughs> i can yeah. see it in them but it's also that's a part of us and it's all the you know all the bad fruit you know what i mean that is that is the sin that lives with us, within us too and we got to recognize that you know um we we're not going to have one without recognizing yeah. the other
0: but well, i love that too because it's like because those are the fruits of the spirit so as believers we have the spirit dwelling inside of us cuz Apart without the spirit, like I'm not bent towards being patient, being kind, being, you know, all these things, having, have, having self-control, like, but the, that's the beautiful thing about, the, about the spirit and, and those fruits. It's like when the spirit dwells inside of you, this is the fruit that's produced out like of your life when, when you have that indwelling spirit.
1: Right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I think we need to challenge each other to that.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I feel, I feel like that's the thing. I feel like we don't really necessarily challenge people to that because it's like because I mean, I don't know like that's just something that it's, it's like because if you don't recognize that sin or that things are a problem then you're not gonna you're not going to see the need of christ if if you don't recognize that you need to make a change in your life.
1: Well, I think it also comes down to we do recognize where we are, you know, often enough to say like, who am I to say something? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I know what I did last Friday night. Like, I know I should say something, but I'm no better. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is really like the great tool of the devil, right? I mean, this is, this is the, the great wizardry is the fact that we can be convicted just enough to not speak into each other's lives you know? Um, and that's tough. And there is truth to that. I mean, we all want to avoid being the hypocrite, yeah. you know? Um, uh, that's a, you know, I mean, that, that's, I mean, nobody wants to go there, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, it, that's, that's, that's why it's important that we live to the call of holiness and righteousness and obedience so that we can live above reproach and speak into each other's lives. Like this is a real challenge, you know? Um, this is why being, you know, holy and set apart is so important, you know, that we be clean and above reproach, so that we can speak life into each other.
0: Yeah. I mean, love, love your neighbor as yourself. I and mean, that's what we're, that's what we're, that's, that, that's what we're called to do. Absolutely. So as you know, as, as you're preparing for a role like this and, and all the time that goes into it, and as we've mentioned, your your intensive gym sessions um, and being a husband and a father, how do you balance you know still being strong in your faith when so when being so busy you know filming movies filming work or just doing all all your work stuff and just juggling everyday life
1: that's a great question <laughs> great question um i'm still working through that uh no look i this is the, probably the greatest challenge i face is um you know Where do I draw the line between the time that I spend chasing my own ambitions or my own creative desires, the things that I feel like I was equipped and called for creatively um, my career, um, my desire to, you know, be there for my kids and guide and um, and, and rear them well and be a husband. I mean, you know, where, where do I have time for spiritual growth and, you know, the, the time that I, make space for, you know, like with Instachurch, where I, 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 you know, dedicate my platform one day a week to, you know, to s- spread the good news. I mean, that's, that's a taxing amount of time that I spend reading and preparing and studying for those, um, you know, the, the, the minutes that I dedicate to that, you know, and um, it, that's also taking away from, you know, I mean, my family. And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about that. It's like, it, I don't know, I really don't know. I mean, I think, I pray about it a lot. Um, I, I think I've been very lucky, especially in the last few years where I've, where I've been more aligned with, um, with my faith. Things are sort of happening for me in a way that allows me to be at home more, that allows me to be, you know, spend more time with my family or with things that really matter. Um, You know, uh, so, you know, maybe a little bit of it is a a divine happenstance, you know, but it's hard, man. I don't know. I really don't have all the answers. I I don't. Um, There are seasons. And I I think I've also learned to just um, embrace that. And, and, you know, my wife has been really supportive of this, too. She really understands the world that we're in, the the, the industry that I'm in, um, and that there are waves that come, you know. And sometimes it means daddy's going to have to go away for a little while and we're going to have to ride this wave and figure it out. And sometimes that means we all pick up and go like we did, um, you know, shooting the first season of Reacher. I was, I was, I was finishing up a a show Titans for HBO and they'd condensed all my work into, a, you know, a matter of months. And, and then I was going to stay in Toronto where, where we filmed both and, uh, just move right into Reacher. It was such a span of time. Um, we decided to move the kids and we homeschooled and, you know, we just, you know, we sort of bob and weave with whatever life is throwing our way. And, you know, I think that's the best we can do. You know, it's, um, it's impossible to plan in my business. Um, I, I sort of, while I've, while I, I think a nine to five job would, would, I would go nuts because I, I, I just, uh, I can't sit still, you know, um, uh, you yeah. know, I envy people that have that kind of structure or routine in their life built in because you can plan things, you know, I mean, you can like, you can, you can plan a trip in the spring with your family and know that like, I'm going to take it, you know, like I don't, I can never plan anything two days in advance. Cause I don't know what's going to, you know, there might be a phone call tonight that has me in like Beijing tomorrow, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, yeah. so we, you know, we just have to be really flexible and fluid and trust that, um, you know, God's going to make a way for us to, uh, to be in a state, uh, that, you know, promotes growth no matter w- what comes our way, you know, um. I don't have a good yeah. answer, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that I think that's the perfect answer because you started it with, that's something that I pray through a lot. So, I mean, I think, I think that in and of itself is the perfect answer. And even just, even just being somebody on the outside, you know, um, I think you do a really good, it, it, it seems like you do a really good job of that. Cause even, even with your Insta churches, is like, you know, the, the way that, and the way, and the one that, that you included your kids, I think that's really cool. Like even just incorporating things like that with your family. Um, so just to encourage you, even just being on the outside, it seems like it seems like you balance well, it all really you. well.
1: I'm glad it seems that way. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mentioned juggling and it well, does feel it like does.
0: that. It, it, well, I mean, well, I, I, mean I, I mean, juggling just as like, you know, because you have a wife and you have three, three boys. So right. three young boys, are, I'm sure are, are very, I'm sure that in up itself is a juggle, not to mention as much as you travel for work and and, and even, you know, Five, 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 five gym sessions a week trying to maintain 30 pounds of muscle and the training that you do for yourself spiritually. So it is, I mean, it, it is a juggle, but it seems like you're doing a good job.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think, you know, there, there's also, um, you know, there, there's also, I, I, I my wife, uh, when we had our second, you know, she was, she wanted to get a nutritionist to really help get her body back, you know, and um, I saw her really like learning a lot of a valuable um, you know, pieces of advice, uh, you know, about nutrition. And it was sort of working outward in a more holistic sense in other areas of her life. Uh, her nutritionist was more of like, a uh, like a life coach almost, you know? Um, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to sort of benefit from that as well. So I, I, I brought her on, um, uh, her name is Daniela. She runs a company called color Me complete. She does an amazing job, but, um, she would she would challenge me to not think about like what i'm giving up like if i i'm giving up a, a a portion of steak to like let those veggies fit on my plate it was more about like what am i trading up for if i um if i whatever if i don't put the piece of pie on the plate so i can have a salad instead um, I'm getting something out of that. I'm getting a healthier, more vibrant, um, balanced energy level the next day or for the next couple days. I might be getting a more fit, trim body, you know, where I have to work less hard or spend less hours in the gym, um, punishing myself for eating the way that I do. You know, just this philosophy of of, of crowding out the, the negative or the, the unhealthy or the stuff that doesn't serve us anymore and replacing it with something positive and not thinking about it like it's something we're losing, you know, but rather – we are gaining something by, uh, by by sacrificing something that we made, some desire that's temporal. That that philosophy went from like the dinner plate to the the rest of my life, you know. And so it's it's become a little easier for me to, you know, I don't watch like, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV or like sports, you know, I don't sit around and watch sports and um, nothing wrong with that. But for me, I know that I don't have time for that to fit. It's not going to serve me well if I sit around on the weekends and watch other people play sports, I, I got to sacrifice that time with guys at the bar or whatever, watching sports for something that I feel like does serve me well, which is, you know, um, maybe do an Insta church or something, you know, um, or serve others. So I think, you know, the idea of, of it's less about sacrificing things that we're comfortable with or desire and more trading up for something that is, uh, that, that will better serve us in the long run. Um, that that I find that helps. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Well, we've taught we've 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 talked a lot about Insta Church and in in that plat and how you're using your platform for that. Can you kind of tell the listeners just real quick kind of what Insta Church is, what you, what you hope it brings to people, and maybe even just what inspired you to start that?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I think Insta Church is. Uh, I take a few minutes every Sunday to present ideas that I feel like challenge. The half of us that we don't talk about very often in society, um, I challenge us to uh, to look at the teachings of, of Christ, to, to look at the pages of Scripture, and see how they are in fact relevant today. Um, that you know, I, I personally believe in the inerrancy of Scripture, um, and I think that it's the best guide that we have to you know sola scriptura, like only Scripture is is, is enough to satisfy our cravings of what we need in the, you know, in, in our eternal state. So I believe in that. And I, I find unique ways through my interesting experiences to, um, to, to relate scripture to, you know, our everyday life. Um, you know, I, I, I I, I recognize that I didn't know what my platform was for. I didn't know how to use it. I've never desired or been good at like branding myself and being like an influencer. I just, I'm rather private, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, so, I, you know, when, when I was sort of coming out of that phase of my life and realizing, like, what I found matters most is my faith in God. And, and you know, and then all these things will be added unto you, right? Then everything else will... Will become what it was meant to become. It will bear fruit, or it will, uh, you know, eventually we together, um, working with God hand in hand, will we'll weed the garden and suddenly th- 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 this thing will be healthy. This life will be healthy. I was finding that and I want to share that with people and, and the why behind um, where I was heading. So, you know, so Insta Church was a way for me to use my platform and um, commit some of what I feel like God has really given me to a higher purpose and a higher calling it also challenges me to stay sort of on the straight and narrow, you know, I mean, I live in a very challenging industry where the opportunities to become something very different than I am are presented every day. And knowing I'm, I'm going to go give an instant church next Sunday. And, you know, it's sort of, it really helps me stay committed. It's sort of like having a, you know, a, a group of buddies that are committed to checking in with each other and going like, how are we doing in our walks? You know, um, this is, this sort of serves me in that way. Um, so you know it was sort of born out of that desire to to give back to god you know what i i feel like he'd done for me you know i feel like he really saves me from myself and um i really did give a pretty good shot at um giving up on life and um um you know i felt like i owed him something because um i I feel like i I was really met in in that moment
0: that's beautiful i know i know that i've been encouraged by them i've been I've been loving the journey and, and, and watching them all. And uh, if you haven't if you haven't watched them or listened to them, you need to go check them out. They're they're super awesome. They're super relatable, and they're all uh, biblically accurate. and And everything starts with scripture, so I love it. Thank you. Um, I, I I even saw one person comment instead of preacher, uh, we should call you preacher. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I started that, laughing.
1: It's you know it's so funny because I just know my life. I know who where I've been and you know what I have dealt with. And, and it's, it's just, it's funny to me to see God sort of, it's almost like, well, he must get a good laugh at this, that like what he's shaped out of my life is, you know, people are saying something like that about me. It's almost funny. Um, I never would have thought that that's something that would, would be attributed to myself, you know? Um, but I'll take it, you know, I'll take it.
0: Well, how we, um, how we end every podcast is we, uh, Each guest gives a physical and a spiritual challenge for for me to go out and do this week and for everyone listening to go out and do this week. Um, I don't know if you are prepped with that, uh, but what we do is we give like a physical challenge and then a spiritual challenge along with it. So throughout the week, we go try to to get it done. So... Um, Do you have a physical and a spiritual challenge to give to us?
1: Uh, Sure. I mean, the the physical challenge is tough because we all have different goals. I mean, some of us want to lose weight. Some of us want to put on muscle. You know, we all have a different goal. But if I've learned anything, it's that motivation starts after the behavior, right? It follows the behavior. So we take action those first few baby steps and then suddenly something clicks in our brain and we feel motivated then to finish. Um, and we like to think of it at the, you know, I need motivation to get in the gym. I need to feel, I don't feel motivated today, so I'm not going to go. Um, I just challenge us to take the first few steps, you know, um, uh, so one, one way I've always done that is I've always done a lot of pushups. And once I'm in that mode, just a few in, I'm like, I'm finishing. And also now I'm like ready. I'm like ready to just do a workout. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, I challenge us to a hundred pushup challenge, if we can do a hundred every every day this week, I think it, it'll trigger some things in our body. Movement is I medicine. We'll get things Perfect. going. Right. So let's, yeah. let's switch into that gear and put our brain waves in that state. Um, and then, you know, you, you obviously have spent a lot of time doing this. Um, uh, it's something that I continually uh, strive to incorporate in my daily uh, life, but memorization, I think is something that we don't take seriously enough. Maybe I'll just speak for myself. I, it's something that I, uh, I I think it's one of the more important aspects of our uh, spiritual walk, and and I think we take for granted the um, the difference that it can make. Um, Memorizing scripture, really tattooing it on our heart, um, can shape the way that our inner dialogue works throughout the day, and it can combat all the messages that are coming in that are counter to. Uh, a kingdom call, you know, to the, the, the dialogue that, that God would delight in. I mean, it's, we are, we are literally at war with the messaging that we receive. And this is a, this is one of the best ways that we can combat it. So I challenge us to um, start memorizing scripture. And one of my favorites, one of the first ones that I memorized was Isaiah 1, 18 through 20, because I think it's so perfectly encapsulated, at least encapsulates where I was on my journey, but um, where we need to begin, right? I mean, where we can begin. It's this, I sort of picture like if my kids are having a, t- a temper tantrum and they're swinging and they're mad and I've kind of got my hand on the forehead and there's never, they're never going to reach me, you know? And it's like, yeah. when you're winded and tired, when you've had enough, let's, let's settle this, you know? And that's really how it begins. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. I was there. That's where I was. I was so I was so fatigued from fighting what God really was calling me to. And I heard him say, come now, let's settle this once and for all, right? It's this declaration of who we are, which we talked about earlier, recognizing our own sin. Though your sins are like scarlet, they should be white as snow. Though red like crimson, I'll make them white as wool. This impossible transformation without the help of God. If you're willing and obey, you'll have plenty to eat. If you resist and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. Like you will fall to your desires. You know, um, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. There's there's declarations, there's promises that offer hope, and there's a, there's a rather foreboding warning that we like to sort of avoid listening to. It's it just so perfectly encapsulates encapsulates where we often are, what we have to hope in, and uh, why we should choose holiness and righteousness and obedience you know so i would i would suggest isaiah 1 18 through 20 um this week write it on your heart and uh and see you know where where it leads you
0: i love that maybe we could even challenge to doing 100 push-ups while memorizing isaiah 1 put
1: the bible right under your face
0: Put, put, put the bible right in front of your face i love that perfect um man well seriously thank you so much for joining me today this has been just one of my favorite conversations. Um, you are thank you. an inspiration, and you are are encouraging, but yet you're also challenging with all, all your, all the scripture that you know. It's really, it's, it's really cool to see. So, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.